Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week for the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by Ken Casey from Dropkick Murphys. Hello. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Unfortunately, you guys just had to announce that your co-vocalist, Al Barr, won't be joining you on the road due to his mother's health. Yeah, it's uh, tough times for his family. Um, well, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way that, you know, what he's doing is the right thing. He, he it's, it's just uh, his father has passed, and it's just him and his sister to take care of his mom, and she doesn't, you know, doesn't want to be in a, you know, a home or anything. So, uh, and his sister did most of the heavy lifting when his dad uh, passed because Al was on tour with us. So we always put family first, and uh, you know, fully support what he's doing. And uh, luckily, I've always said Dropkick Murphys is a unique operation in the sense that you know. The fans really make the whole show, and as long as we bring the energy, that not oftentimes pretty. Lean. And most of us have been, you know, been in a situation for one reason or another where we've had to miss some shows, and doesn't skip a beat. Keeps us all humble because we all know the show can go on without us, you know. <laughs> so, but obviously, uh, he'll be missed, and his family's in our, uh, his mom's in. Our, we love his mom Ingrid, and she's in our press. And I think a lot of your fans also relate to how important family is in your songs. Even if you make fun of them every once in a while, that's what family <laughs> is for us. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to be there when the uh, you know when it counts. So because you can't, you know, if you're not there when it counts, you'll you'll have to live with that forever. So I, I know how it goes. You know. And you'll have vocal support from some of the openers on your tour. That'll be cool to see them outside of their own groups. But Al does leave some big shoes to fill. 100%, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of our songs kind of, like, our lines, like, tag off of one of each other. So, like, it's actually hard for me to sing. There's some songs where I literally can't sing his line into mine because they overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. But all the other guys have great voices, so we've kind of adjusted some of those songs so, like, where there is that overlap, like, the band members might sing that last line as, like, almost like a group vocal or a chorusy part, you know, mm-hmm. so, so that I can have the line to stop my neck, the space to stop, you know, the line that would have been mine normally, you know. It must feel really good to be getting back on the road. You know, you've got some other stuff going on, got your personal issues and everything, but it's been years since you guys have been able to do your St. Patrick's Day tour. Yeah, it definitely feels good. And, um, you know, who knows if we're out of this all for good, but at least we get a, we get a window to, to go on tour. And, and, uh, and all the other bands have been great because, you know, obviously if something happened, like the other bands have all prepared to fill in in other areas if anyone got COVID and needed to fill in, you know, because obviously uh, no one gets paid if dropkicks have to cancel. So, you know, it's kind of a big team effort with all the other bands kind of learning a few of our songs too, in case, you know, anything ever went haywire was an outbreak or anything like that. But, um, you know, it is exciting to look at the bright side of being out and playing music, man. It's like, uh, we've never taken it for granted, but even when you don't take it for granted, I, I guess taking something for granted always implies you don't appreciate it. But really, I think in a way, in some ways, taking something for granted is just the fact that you assume you'll you'll always be able to go do it. Like I didn't ever foresee that there'd be like years where we were unable to play music. You know, it's just who would have 
who would have forecast that? So it gives you this, and not to mention just such a long rest, like at home, like this period of time, obviously we have kids and stuff where you're like, oh man, it's kind of lousy that I had to miss a birthday or whatever. And you know, there's times you've been on the road for months and months straight and you're homesick, but to be away from the stage for this long gives you an appetite for it. That's it's just, uh, we're chomping at the bit. And you guys also did a wonderful job of embracing virtual concerts. Is there anything you learned about your virtual performances that will translate to your stage show with a live and loud audience in front of you? Oh, well, we've learned that because, you know, we did get to do some shows in the fall, so it's not like we haven't toured at all. We just haven't done many, and we, we realized it's so, you know, the audience plays such a huge role in just being an element of, you know, the excitement and you know, it's just so much easier to play the human beings than it is to play virtually. I mean, because, like, we felt like you couldn't even take a breath because, you know, you couldn't connect with the audience and talk because it's just a camera, you know? So you're, like, just... We were dead coming off of those uh, virtual shows. And, 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 you know, the few shows that we've done back in front of people have been like, you know, you want to stop and talk? How you been? It's like you're seeing... <laughs> seeing old friends and then you know oh this is easy compared to playing virtually you know because like you said that the audience is like band member themselves you know yeah our own entity yeah exactly how much of this tour set list is going to be from last year's album turn up that dial uh it's a mix you know probably like five or six we're actually playing a lot of old we've practiced a ton of old songs on this uh you know, like having wrote most of those old songs, but didn't sing a lot of them back in the early days. It's kind of like, it'll be, you know, if we're trying to make the most of a bad situation, it'll be fun to get to sing a lot of the songs that I wrote, but never sang. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of old stuff. There's the old and new, I guess, I guess old in the new album is probably the focus, but we're thinking about doing at least two songs from every album was the plan. Yeah. And you never got a chance to really tour for that album alone. Is that something that you're thinking of? Maybe, I mean, you have a pretty loaded tour schedule right now, <laughs> including Europe. Is there any plan to ever tour for Turn Up That Dial? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what we'll you know, consider to be doing now. And in the summer, um, we're also releasing um, a you know extended version with uh, one new song and adding some of the B-sides singles onto the actual album so i think that'll come out uh the single will come out i think february 25th and the and the extended release of the album might come out like right around st patrick's day trying to give it kind of some new life you know what i mean so because it because it came out in the middle of just such a shutdown world you know Mm -hmm. and i love how you said that this album was highlighting the importance of music well, we're all going through this tough time, and the, the darker the times got, the harder you fought to uplift with this music. Yeah, I mean, who the hell wanted to hear a song about, you know, uh, the lockdown or whatever, although the Rolling Stones wrote a pretty good one, but we're no Rolling Stones, so, we'll, you know, it just it just seemed like, you know, you really needed to bring positivity in the moment, you know, and coming off our last album before that was a lot of it was you know, was motivated by things we were going through with having some tremendous losses in our life via the opioid epidemic. You know, it just seemed like kind of a natural kind of bounce back from that, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Not that we ever like to think an album should be all happy or all sad, but you know, like where your mind is at affects how you go about writing an album, you know? One of the things I've been thinking about a lot as I talk to a lot of these artists, when we look back in 20 years, will we listen to an album and say, oh, that was definitely a pandemic album? And I don't <laughs> think that about this one. Yeah, good, good. They'll say, wow, they really wrote that in the pandemic? Oh, are they smoking some shit? <laughs> but we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> Just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. But it gave such a purpose, too. You know, we were also so excited to have something to, when I say, you know, you know, you couldn't get up and go to work, but, you know, I could go down in my basement and work on songs. And it was just, like, so nice. You know, it took me away from watching CNN 24 hours a day or whatever people watch. You know, it just was a nice, positive thing to, to put your focus into, you know. Mm-hmm. At all of the Dropkick Murphy shows I've been to before, there's always a booth or two that supports a charity. Can you tell us about your charitable foundation and whether or not there will be an opportunity for a special merch at the show in Madison? Yes, uh, our foundation is called the Clada Fund, C-L-A-D-D-A-G-H, like the Clada Ring. Um, and the Clada Ring, um, you know, that I don't know about Madison, but everyone had one when I was, you know, younger here and... Um, represents friendship, love, and loyalty. So we thought that that was a great name for our charity foundation. And we raise money to help substance abuse treatment, um, children's causes, and veterans programming. So we will have my good friend, George Benner, who will be out representing the Clada Fund and traveling the whole tour with us. So there'll be a booth every night, and there'll be specific Clada Fund Dropkick Murphy's merchandise and 100% of all sales from anything Clada Fund goes straight to the charity and even a portion of our regular sales do as well. Yeah, so there's plenty of opportunity to help a good cause and we appreciate how uh, loyal our fan base has been to our charitable causes. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Well, it's been a while since we've been to Madison, so we're very excited. Love and thoughts with Al and his family. We look forward to seeing you guys at the Sylvie on Sunday. Dropkick Murphy's now with Middle Finger on The Resistance.